to all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders. Welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 93, man. We're back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On all your popular platforms, you get your podcast from. I am your host, Coach Defense, alongside Coach Kurt. We are the Misfits of the Airways, back in the building each and every Tuesday in the Airways in the living room and in all your YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe, as always, if you have not done so already. And we are here, ready to give y'all a 60 minutes of a heavenly music. And, and when it comes to sports talk, and NBA and NFL, man. I am your host, the Reverend Ed Cash, alongside Reverend Deacon Malcolm Curtis, and we are here in the building ready to deliver this sermon of Sports Talk with Coach Curtis. How you doing over there, good brother? Uh, uh, as the resident Reverend Lonnie Love, I am uh, so uh, happy and elated to be here. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, yeah, man, we are here. We're definitely in the building, man. Uh, we're going to bring out uh, this 60-minute rundown of the NBA and NBA, NFL and NBA uh, content. We got some good topics today. We're going to talk about, first and foremost, the NBA. We're going to talk about uh, what's hot in the NBA streets. As always, we like ceremonies. We start off with the NBA. So uh, it looks like, you know, we are at a turning point as, as of sorts when it comes down to the idea of the NBA season. Now, it's not the halfway mark. We're a little past the halfway mark. We're about, about two-thirds of the way in. I think two-thirds of the way in is, is the way to go. Um, but we, all, we got some uh, a lot of things to be undecided when it comes down to uh, this whole um, NBA season. You know, things have changed. A lot of trades have been made. Um, so we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star Game, and then we're going to talk about uh, our hot takes and our give takeaways more for the next uh, upcoming part of the season, starting on Thursday. BC, what's happening over there, good brother? What's doing? What's doing? What's it doing? Yeah, I see Brian in the building. Yes, Glad indeed. Joined us once again. Yes, Glad indeed. You. Yes, indeed. So uh, let's start off. Let's start off talking about the NBA All-Star Game. So we'll get into that quickly. So. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of uh, talk around the NBA All-Star Game as a whole, right? Um, you know, the most focal, the biggest and brightest focal point of the season has been uh, talking about the NBA All-Star uh, weekend was the dunk contest and how uh, much maligned has been over the past, you know, several, you know, years, if not more. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, actually more relish the three-point contest nowadays than they do the actual uh, dunk contest when the dunk contest used to be the highlight of the moment, like, you know, the skills challenge and the, in a rookie and rising stars game celebrity, you know, that was all cool. But Saturday night was a night, like you wanted to see some electrified dunks and, you know, for the past several years and, you know, it's been lackluster and, you know, people all have argued, maybe we should do away with it. I mean, that's, that's the stream has gotten. So uh, we had uh, the dunk contest this past weekend and uh, to uh, our surprise in a lot of regards, it was uh, highly entertaining uh, for most people's perspective. Um, so they want to know, was, is that the resurrection of sorts, you know, to follow the church theme? Is that the resurrection of sorts of the, of the dunk contest? Did, did Mac McClung, uh, who was a G-leaguer, who was now uh, on the 76ers just recently, did he save the dunk contest or is it still uh, uh afterthought when it comes to NBA All-Star Weekend? What are your thoughts? I think he, I think he did, right? And it's something that I've thought about uh, for a while and I never understood why they didn't shake it up. Meaning, if you look online, there has been and there is a unlimited amount of basketball players that have done and are doing very creative dunks. Mm -hmm. um, 
when the decline happened, I personally thought, why not do a mix, right? Bring in some of these acrobatic, high-flying young people that are clearly making great basketball mixtapes, ballislife.com, mm-hmm. highlight reels and all that, right? Bring them in and pair them or mix them in some way uh, against NBA players. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, you, yeah. you you have, you are a pioneer that I did because I remember you were saying that last, last year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we really started to see the decline, I'm going to say about year four or five of LeBron. For the longest, it was... Mm-hmm holding out for LeBron. To LeBron's credit, he Mm. never uh, participated, which I understand, right? It's one of those things, if I never give you the chance to knock me off the crown, can you ever say Mm. the crown from me, right? Right, right. And it's a smart marketing and branding move because it's one of those things, if someone was to out-dunk LeBron, Uh Then, oh, I never hear the end of it, right? The LeBron being very conscious, I think it was a very strategic move, very smart. But going to the question, I think Mac McClung and this and, and what he did and what we saw, if the NBA is smart, they run it back, mm-hmm. right? Uh, listen, you cannot take, to me, credit away from him this was not gimmicky this was not uh him getting a pass because of the complexion of his skin and him mm-hmm. having i.e you know the, if anybody knows the movie with wesley snipes right uh, and my guy you know white man can't jump well uh, woody harrelson woody harrelson listen uh-huh. this young man uh i did some research he's from virginia uh, Gate City, Virginia, to be specific, is right on the border of Virginia and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, in high school, transitioning from football his freshman year, uh, known to be very competitive. He actually broke in uh, Allen Iverson's scoring record uh, five games faster than mm-hmm. Allen Iverson of 925 points. He had multiple 47-point games, a 60-point game, uh, has a 43-and-a-half-inch vertical. If you look him up online, you will see a number of acrobatic dunks that he has um, executed. So he is a dunker, right? And he will dunk on you, which it did reinvigorate Mm -hmm. the the dunk contest because – one of the things with the dunk contest is, oh, how many times are we going to see the same dunk? How many times mm-hmm. can you dunk, right? And then, you know, uh, one person having five and six chances to do a dunk. All right. That was starting to get old. What Mac did was bring newness, dunks that we haven't seen, and he was clean with them. That five, right. four, that he did. Yeah. Now that had been done before, but it was definitely still clean, and he did it in one try. You know, yes, one he didn't take three or four hops no, with it. No, he double clutch, taking it off somebody's hand, uh, taking it off two people, mm-hmm. double clutch, clean the tap the backboard. All of his dunks were clean. 
it, it wasn't multiple having to go into people like, oh, no, he he was up there. He right? was. Yeah, he was. He, and here's the thing. If you've never seen him, his viral moment was a dunk that he does. He lobs, he jumps, he catches it reverse and dunks it with his back to the basket. Mm-hmm. That was going to be his next dunk if it would have been a tie. Right. He had that in the right. arsenal. arsenal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh-huh. was, he, 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 if you look it up, he said that was going to be, I was bringing out that one because I know that is a big gun dunk. Mm-hmm. So to me, like you said, he's brought the home run, the Hail Mary of basketball back. Three point contests, cool. Skills, ah. But as you stated, everyone pays attention to the 100 meter yard, the 100 meter dash, which is the dunk contest. That's the moneymaker, right? right? And he did marvelous to get us reinvigorated, to get us excited, and to, if you notice the crowd, they were on their feet. Giannis, mm. uh, uh, Shaq, uh, Jason, T- all of the big people in the NBA, the face of the NBA, right, were over the top. And I love the fact that he had showmanship. Right? He he brought you. He told a story, and he had that swag to when he dunked. He knew when he hit that five forty, he mm. was like, "It's over." And if you've seen him. This has been him through high school, through college, and as you said, now being a G League Rookie of the Year, going through some trials and tribulations, you know, thinking that he's not big enough, he's not tall enough, he doesn't shoot well enough, he's not, he he doesn't do anything great, he just does a lot of things good, but he's persevered through all that, and this has been his moment. He gained over 900,000 followers in one night. That's crazy. That's crazy. That, that lets you know you've arrived, right? Yeah, you definitely yeah. arrived. So, I, yeah, I, I think I think that it's it was it was good for the moment. I'm a little concerned about the yeah. longevity of it still because yet again they get you you the history of the dunk contest. Now, I, I must admit, you know, and I'm gonna say this front end, and then I'll, I'm gonna tell her what I'm gotta say about now at the end of it. But Vince Carter ruined the dunk contest. Mm, okay. Vince Carter ruined it. Break that down. Vince Carter ruined the dunk contest because the what he did in that moment. It can't okay. be duplicated. It can't be replicated. So okay. when he's when that's the ceiling, is it, you you're hard pressed to to even come close to that. So the people that the roof is the ceiling, <laughs> right, right. So it's you hard pressed to understand that 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 you to, to duplicate anything close to that, right? right. Like your best. I think the closest thing to uh, I guess you can say excitement that it had we had a few years ago was with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went with the, went head to head. That was yes. exciting. But yes. uh, but but the I, but the lack of you know and I, and, I, and I, that kind of gave me a, a Dominique Jordan feel like you know when you had two high flying guys you know you know being creative and trying to out dunk each other that's in, entertaining but right. when you have a situation where they called you know, a lot of people called Matt McClung winning it before he even got into the building like they called that before he walked in like mm. unless, you know unless he falls in his face it was his to lose that's what a lot of people were saying so it kind of gave it away you know yeah. but. But the but the longevity of it and 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 to get the buzz back in the building is hard because it, because right. you have to have that participation, 
you know, mm-hmm. from guys that you see in in game that dunk, you know, uh, creatively and things of that nature. Like I said, Matt had a Mac had a, a following on social media that when he had all his dunks posted, so you knew what he could do, you knew what he was capable of. So, so right. object of that, so absent of that, I don't know that the longevity of it and the sustainability of the hype can 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 go forward. Um, okay. You know, because they saying you know people hyping up Jaws, so they want to see Ja in it. Ja refuses to do it. He's taking a LeBron approach. LeBron said he would never do it. Ja said he would never do it. So you're never going to see it. Everybody's begging for it, and you never will see it. Now, if you get you know two young guys, you know there's rookies slash second year players that that they kind of you know mess each other for the next two three years to say that yeah. we we're going to dunk against each other and we're going to see who's the best. Kind of a almost have like a social media battle come you know kind of a little, little friendly you know you know competition to say that you know I. And I'll dunk you and hell, just even take your in-game dunks, post them and say, Hey, I'll see you on All-Star Weekend, or you know, just to do something to kind of get the hype back into it. But uh, short right. short of that, when you have a whole different and this is the problem I have too, we have a whole different pool every year. Like you don't have repeat offenders no more. Like when Dwight when them were doing it, when 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 Nate Robinson was doing it, they were repeat goers, like they would go every year, like two, three years yeah. in a row. You knew that they were gonna be there. Can you outshine those guys? J.R. Richardson when he was doing it. You know, yep. for a while, you knew that Jr. was gonna come with, it and Jr. was super athletic. So you could, if you couldn't perform like Jr. could perform. Guess what? You you were gonna lose. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you need you need a mainstays, you need a couple of mainstays, and you need some some hot, some friendly rivalries to build to build yes. it back. In my opinion, I think yeah. that will put the luster back into it. Like I said, I was more excited to see the three point contest because I was like, my boy Tatum gonna get it. They had, they had Julius Randle in there as a fill in. You know, Dame you know shot the lights out at the end. So yeah. you know. So I, it was. I was more entertained by that. And the celebrity game, celebrity game was hilarious. You yeah. know, <laughs> that was hilarious. You to see the, the celebrities going back and forth. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I think that they need that. I think that shorter to that, you know, you just need consistent participation by the young guys. If you get buy in by the young guys, because you got to realize too, if you look at Max Rise, maybe they'll take they'll, it'll it'll kind of you know make them follow suit because yep. of the following in the in the in the in the, in the I guess the appreciation that he got after that. He had nine hundred, we had nine thousand followers in one day, yeah, you know something yeah. like that. So yeah. if you really, if you want to up your social media game and you want to get not- noticed and you want to put yourself on the map, because let's be real, back in the day that was your calling card. Like if you want a dunk contest back in the day, you arrived. Mike, oh, yeah. Mike did it. Dominique did it. You know, Spud uh, still lives the infamy to this day. You know, Dwight put himself on the map. You know, yeah. Nate Robinson did. You know, Kobe did his one year. He did it. So. You know, you got to look at it from a, a marketing standpoint as well. Like, if I can do it, if I can participate in potentially win it, you know, in, in in dramatic fashion, then guess what? That that all that that catapults my career. Yes. You yes. know, so I think if they look at it from that perspective, maybe we'll get some better participation because I see some in-game dunks by certain people, like Anthony Edwards, for instance, to see oh, yeah. him in a dunk contest as young as he is. Like yeah. have him do it. That's that's one thing that you can look at. Have him and, and Mac and and Jago at it. That'd be great. And that's that's been some of the feedback, right, is Mm. that during the season, there's been certain people that are what they call better in-game dunkers and just one, you know, solo Mm. dunkers, right? Mm. And that's the issue is that you will see someone get into a dunk contest who's posterized people, but then when they get in the game, 
you don't see that same type of flair and showmanship. Because and, and again, that, that goes by the Vince Carter syndrome. Like these kids, yeah. you know, these kids either born or seen the highlights on tape of Vince Carter. So they're like, well, if I can't do it like Vince Carter did, I don't know if I want to do it. Like I, they're gonna look at me like, eh, it was okay, but he wasn't Vince Carter. Yeah. Like Vince Carter's the bar. Let's be real. Vince yeah. Carter's the greatest dunker in the NBA history in my in my book. Yeah. So. I was, I mean, I'm talking about just, you know, just, I mean, don't call him half man, half amazing for nothing. You know, I mean, the things he did with a basketball dunking in a dunk contest is amazing. On top of the fact he was a good in-game dunker. I mean, he dunked over a seven-foot dude in, in, in the Olympics. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't just about his uh, acrobatics in the dunk contest. He's what he did in-game. He would dunk on you severely in a game, you know, and so. I still say, to me, the best thing going forward is to make it a hybrid, right? Mm-hmm. And bring back a player like Matt McClung. Let him defend against the up and rising right. social media dunker. Bring mm-hmm. celebrity dunkers or whatever to the NBA because they're going to come with a following. They're going to bring in that's people true. from their social media, and that's going to get more people. Yeah, watching. I like you that. Generate a buzz, right? You could be like, oh, mm-hmm. street dunker, celebrity dunker, social media. And, and it's, it's a bit of it's a bit of competition in that regard too, because you don't want to get outshined by a guy off the street who ain't playing. He just street ball, right? That's it. Just a bit of pride in that. So you're like, look, I'm not gonna get outshined by this dude to come and off the, the street. Right. Nah, now now I'm, like I'm a league guy. You're right. mixing what we've always wanted and what and one made his name off of. Mm-hmm. Seeing some NBA players go to the street and having to compete against the guys that are, you know, handles out this world. And for whatever reason, just didn't make the NBA, but it doesn't mean they're not great players. Mm. Like I said, there is something to say if I'm Ja Morant, like stepping on the, the street ball court into the jungle right. and now having to put your, oh man, you in the NBA. On the line. Right. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, NBA, if you're listening, take a take a page out of our book. We we got we get we giving free ad, advertising, free ideas. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll expect our royalty checks uh, every first of the That's month. That's all we ask for. Just cut the check. <laughs> Just cut the check. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, the dunk contest overall was pretty good. I mean, All Star Game. I mean, yeah. I was kind of half watching it. It was a little bit. I mean, we can, you know, that's a whole other whole conversation about the idea of the competition of that game. Now, I get, you know, the idea of uh, the last it being for you no. Know, yeah, no, not even the, just the charity aspect of it, like, you know, winning yeah. each quarter by quarter. The format was good, but this yeah. year, for some reason, when they first did the full, broke the format out and they first changed the award, it was a lot of competition of all. This year, yeah. not so much. Like, because it was so far gone in the fourth quarter that all all, all Team Giannis had to do was coast, you yeah. know, instead of, instead of victory. But, um, yeah, I mean, and it didn't get to the whole idea of people getting hurt and Giannis playing a, 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 a possession and coming out because his wrist and you know, LeBron going out in the second quarter because he hurt his finger. You know, that whole thing, you know, there's no incentive to, you know, quote, quote, quote unquote, play, you know, um, in a game. Uh, I, I feel like, again, the, the NFL and the NBA should take a page out of MLB's book. Like, whoever wins the All-Star game, that's who gets hold for advantage in his yes. finals. Yes. So that, for, for, for even just people that are in contention, they're going to be involved. If you're yeah. in contention, you want to win for your conference to say that we're going to get home court advantage in the finals. So we need to win the All-Star game. That'll put yeah. a lot of incentive back into it. Definitely but, will. Definitely will. Yeah. So as we get into uh, the next uh, second, I guess the last third of the season, we're going to talk about our, our hot takeaways, our hot takes and takeaways and analysis about the upcoming uh, last part of the season going into the playoffs. So 
Just give me your top three hot takes and analysis of what this, we feel like the season is going to play out to be. And I'll give you mine. So number one uh, hot take is will uh, is does Russell Wills uh, Russell Westbrook uh-huh. uh, make the Clippers contenders? <laughs> no, that's no. number one. No, <laughs> no. that's right. number one. Number two, how detrimental is Giannis' wrist injury to the Bucks' mm-hmm. uh, playoff run and title contention? Mm-hmm. And uh, number three, will we see the new change in Lakers gaining role players push them to uh, playoff and possible title run? That's 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 my top three. Number four is what you shared. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that about the Hawks. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are my top three. I think Giannis definitely that wrist injury, depending uh. on the severity and what happens. Again, Boston is Bostoning right now, and Listen. you don't want them. To me, it's like a race. You better stay close because if you start letting them stride out. Mm-hmm. Go catch them on that final leg. That's what I'm saying. I don't care how good your, your last leg or your relay is. If you get too I far ahead, it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. I actually, let me let me uh let me piggyback on your text and I'll give mine. Okay. Uh, I think that instead of saying will Russell help the Clippers, I think will he make the Clippers implode. That's mm-hmm. my that's my take on it. Okay, that's okay. my take on it. And I, I, I see you, and then you raise me one. Right, <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think he does. He make them implode, which I think is, is coming. I don't. I don't. I don't have no faith in that signing. I don't know why they did it. I don't know why people keep banking on betting on Russ. I just don't get it. That that's not that's gotcha. well, that's a whole another topic, a whole another day. Um, but um, but in regards to Giannis's injury, I think that he has he did scave off. I saw a report today that he did scave off any major damage to their wrist, so he's day to day. So mm-hmm. that that's good news for the Bucks, um, because like you said, they can't get too far by, uh, away from because even the seventy six are creeping up on them, you know, from a yeah. from a winning standpoint. So if they mess around being a third seed, that changes, you know, who you play, you know, yeah. in a, in a couple rounds. So we have to look at that. But my hot takes are, are are to a little bit to piggyback on what your your take was. The Lakers do make the playoffs as a hot take. I think that what I saw okay. on Wednesday before the uh, All Star break was telling, and I can't wait to get back in the court on Thursday to see them again full force. Uh, LeBron's committed to to, this, to do his best to play all the last 23 games. Um, but I think that was a kind of a dog whistle to AD to say that you need to play two. Yeah. Chump. <laughs> Chump, I think you need to play two, but that's, you know, that's just my take on that. You know, I, you know, get, get your get your butt on the court with me for 23 games. Don't be, don't be, don't be putting that falling down the stairs-ish. <laughs> if think, you lay down on the court one more time. time. <laughs> Don't you shoot that little no more. Don't you shoot that little <laughs> damn gun. Right. Yeah, so I think he's a dog with the AD. He said, look, I'm I'm 38 and I'm playing all these games. You need to play. You're only 29. You need it's to play all these games, too. Yeah. You need to play all these games just like me, and we need to make these playoffs. So I think if that happens, Lakers make the playoffs. I okay. think. I play in return for sure, you know, outside chance of making the playoffs outright, 60. Gotcha. So uh, does KD take them take the Suns to the finals? Is another hot take. Mm, okay, mm. that's 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 a good one. That's a yeah. good one. Does, does Chris Paul, KD, and and Dev B uh, turn into a real big three? Do they? Yeah. Do they? 
And do the Mavericks implode? Hey man, that's mm. hey. The the I told you, I got to see ten to fifteen games. That's gonna tell and me the first five ain't looking too hot. <laughs> I'm <Man>. just saying, <laughs> with or without yeah. each of them, it ain't look it ain't looking that sweet. I'm just saying. No, Lucas on the bench, like what the hell is this? Which I got me into. <laughs> that's basically what it boiled down to. Which I what yeah. the hell y'all got me into? So yeah. yeah, that 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 thing that 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 could be a, a volatile situation coming. So if it, yeah, I don't, because yeah. honestly, truly, I don't know what they can do to make it right. I think they made a mistake. I think they they went they went. Uh, I guess you can say big. They kind of went yeah. all in, but it went all in on the wrong person. You know, it was like the first person available. I think they had it held out a day or called the Nets privately, but not really. Net. I would say called the Nets because I don't think that that KD wanted to play for the the, the Mavericks at all. I think that he yeah. wanted to go to the Suns. So I guess the the only notable name that they can get, they went after. Yeah. You know, yeah. we always said we we said for 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 a while now that Luca needs a needs another, you know, star. Yeah. You know, he needs another person to play alongside with him to keep that to take the load management off of him. You know, the the yeah. the overall you know pressure of the in, you know carrying the team off of his back. Yeah. You know, but and so getting Kyrie, I guess they feel like they was doing that, but yet again they basically do the same thing in different ways. Yeah, you know that's the, that's the it's, issue. They both can control. They they both require a lot of dribbling, basketball. <laughs> right? yeah. a lot of a lot of holding the basketball, a lot of isolation, a lot of dribbling, and a lot of one on one to to yes. be effective. And I don't think that works. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Again, I guess you had to do something. But I just it's some you know all decisions ain't good decisions. All all players ain't good players for your team. I mean, you know, people want to harp on the fact that Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double for three years straight. But guess what? He's just not a good fit and not a good teammate for a lot of people. Right. You know, right. I mean, he's only been, he's only flourished on teams where he's a one man band. And he can do everything. The only mm-hmm. time he's ever flourished. So, I don't know, but I think that the Mavericks could be head for an implosion. I do think the Lakers made the playoffs, and I do think KD at least takes the Suns to maybe the Western Conference Finals, assuming today everything works. And I think the fact that he he his game doesn't infringe on others, right. in, in the sense right. that he can kind of be you know a a, a one two combination with him and Booker, and yeah. and, and CB three can just set the table and A can get all the cleanup. I think mm-hmm. they, I think it'll work. I think it'll work. And then Terrence Ross and and a couple of guys that they had deep on their bench are now getting minutes. They they've been showing signs of 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 playing well. So I believe that yeah. that will ultimately work. Um, in in large but I think that having Monty was was is going to be the the thing too. Like I think having a good coach is going to bring yeah. that all together. So I really believe that you know the, the deep desire that they all want to get to the promised land. They all got one mission in in in, in mind. I think that they yeah. are trying to get there, and they feel like you know they got a limited window to do so. So they, I think they all, I think they'll at least, you know, make some noise in the playoffs, and you know, hopefully make it to the West Coast Finals, not the finals, depending on who they play. Depending on who they play. So yeah, and I think, like I said, I think the Lakers make the playoffs. So those are my three hot takes. Okay, okay. Listen, you're not, and you know, I looked just now at the Mavericks. They are losers of the last three. They in the last ten, they went five and five. I'm uh, saying it's not, not pointing positive, you know, positively. But I mm. will tell you, when looking at um, the Eastern Conference, uh, yeah, no, 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 yeah, the Eastern Conference. It's crazy. The Bucks have had multiple ten win streaks, yeah. mm-hmm. like, like straight ten, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The ten streak right now. It's I think, quiet though. Is man, I think I really believe that's why Giannis wants to stay in Milwaukee 
because it's unassuming. Nobody pays attention to, to the playoffs. And by the time you figure it out, they are already that you know they they mm. they already whispering in your ear already. Right. They walked in the room whispering in your, in your ear and mm. licking your face, and you you like <laughs> what happened? Right. <laughs> like what happened? Jack? You, 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 you woke up after that hangover. Uh, uh the, the next morning of the hangover movie, like what happened? <laughs> yeah, how did a tiger and a, a llama get in my room? They right, right. right. Let it happen. Just let it happen. Right? Let it happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, but the Eastern Conference is wild when you look at the Celtics seven and three, Bucks ten and zero, oh, even the 76ers seven and three, the well, Cavs eight and two. Like man, the gauntlet those, over there. Those four teams is it, man. Like they're gonna fight it out for the end. I, I don't see anybody else challenging them. I don't. I know yeah. that. I know the uh, the the Heat got Kevin Love and all that good jazz, and a few people that made some moves. The, the Hawks got a new coach and all that stuff, but I don't think anybody challenged those four. Nope. I really don't. I don't see it. Not you, at see, all. you see, you see, they gave uh, 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 Joe Mazzula a full time uh, job in the extension, right? So yes, Ema is, is 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 the Walking Dead, bit pretty much in, in Boston, right? Listen. Listen, they didn't need a mob hit on that man. That man Listen. has not whispered. Like, I don't think we ain't seen him. Is he a Witsack? I mean, what is he? What's the, <laughs> is he a witness protection? Protection? Right. Yeah, you haven't seen him. I haven't out seen him. Media. Look, I think, man. Listen, Listen, there were rumors that he might get the Atlanta job, and they said that, and you know, you know what Atlanta's known for. Hey, I mean, I'll leave that there. Right. <laughs> I had to catch myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, can, it can get spicy real quick if we let ourselves go. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. <laughs> All right, let's run a quick ad and we're going to flip over to our NFL segment. We've got some good topics to talk about there. We're going to talk about Derek Carr, some of Lamar Jackson, and uh, Eric Bieniemy's curious decision to coach in Washington. So mm. we will be back after a quick ad. Right, that is our ad for the thirty-minute lockdown airing each and every Thursday, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time, on all your popular platforms. You get your podcast from, so check that out. 
It's one of our high, more highly rated shows on the channel, so it's definitely been booming. Uh, we're about to be in episode six, so everything's been going really good for that show, so check it out. Check out the old episodes and check out the new ones that's coming up in this Thursday at uh, 11 a.m. So, uh, yeah. So let's talk about it. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. If you don't get hype off that Brian Dawkins and Ray Lewis hit, listen. <laughs> check your posts. Yeah. Listen, listen I, I wait for that every week. I just sit back and them two hits right there because they're uh-huh. both two of my more favorite players. But those hits, when you could actually hit people in football. Right. I get a flag. And, yes, and I get flagged. And if you haven't, for any of our listeners, if you haven't checked out the Bullies of Baltimore, it's a great ESPN 30 for 30 it series. Is. That chronicles yeah, the, the Baltimore Ravens vaunted defense and takes you through that journey. Uh, highly recommend you watch the Bullies of Baltimore. But okay. Yeah, I just gotta say that I got hype. I get chills when I see that. Yeah, man. Well, you know, it's, it's meant to give that in that inflection. Like I said, if you ain't if you don't get hype off that video, you need to check your pulse. Check your pulse. Pulse. You might be a, you might be a candidate for the Walking Dead series. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You either that or you like baseball a whole whole lot. And hockey and and, and badminton. Yeah. Pickleball. Watch, <laughs> yeah, you watch cat shows and bowling on Saturdays. Hey, ain't not, I mean ain't nothing wrong with a little bowling, but yeah, but it's not my first choice. Yeah, it's not my first choice. Right. That's two o'clock when you'd have been drinking. Uh yeah, you just woke up. <laughs> yeah. You like, you know what? Let me watch it's a little bowling. bowling yeah. Right. There you go. When it's when it's no longer at football season, that's when it comes over. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Five minutes yeah. after cornhole championships have ended. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 RC Rob Carpenter's uh favorite sport is cornhole, so be careful. Listen, they be hey, hey that's he'd, talent, man. Get cornhole champion. He didn't want a he didn't want a few little, you know, little local talent, little local talent showcases when it come to cornhole. So hey, I respect that because they I've seen some of those and they get serious, Slim. They, they not playing. So and the more respect. liquor involved, the worse it gets. <laughs> Moonshine and cornhole boards. It's it get crazy. Hey, it do. It do. Geraldine! <laughs> out. Right. All right, so let's talk about NFL, man. Let's get into uh, these quarterbacks, man. It's it's the off season. The Super Bowl's wrapped up. You know, we we uh, are at that at that uh, I guess you can say middle point between the Super Bowl and the combine, and the free agency will come in the middle of March. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's no shortage of headlines because the uh, the idea of the franchise tag that could be designated starts, I believe, tomorrow. So people yeah. can start to identify who they want to franchise tag, and uh, of course, Lamar Jackson's name came up. As one yep. of the more uh, highly toady candidates that could receive a franchise tag, so um, you know, going back and forth with this whole situation, you know, when it comes to this contract, I mean, we've gone through five years of this with the Ravens and them not "quote unquote" giving Lamar the desired extension that he wants. True. So, what do you feel like his future is going forward? Do you think that he gets franchise tag? Does he sign it? Does he get a long-term deal? Does he get the guarantee money he wants? Does he get traded? You know, I, I highly doubt that the, the Ravens will let him walk for nothing. That would just be just be foolish, you right. know, to use, you know, for lack of a better term. You know, I think foolish is actually a pretty good term. I think it would be yeah. foolish for the Ravens to let him walk with, for nothing. So what right. do you think Lamar Jackson's future is in Baltimore? Uh, man, I say it like this. Um, in the words of Denny Green, they are who we said they are. And I, I mean this. If you look at Baltimore's history, 
as great as they have been with picking defensive talent, they've mm-hmm. struggled in two areas, quarterbacks and receivers. That's they've always been good at running backs. Yep. Tight ends, they've hit. Defense, they've been very strong. Running uh, quarterbacks and receivers, they have struggled. They have either overpaid mm-hmm. or let talent just walk. They've just made bad decisions going to the bullies of Baltimore. Trent Delfer got you to the Super Bowl, and you make a decision next year for Elvis Gerback to be your quarterback. And we see what happened with that. So in this instance, and looking at their history, one, they're going to tag him, right? Because like you said, you just don't let him walk. He's filled his contract Mm -hmm. at this point. Um, They're not going to let him walk. They're not going to let him just leave uh, the the team Mm scot-free. The problem is seeing how Lamar moves, seeing that he – was able to put some, as they say, kitty in the bank. He's got money to say, if you tag me, I'm not going to play on this, this, this contract. Either, either contract that you tag me, restricted or unrestricted, it doesn't matter. Um, I think they're banking on the the subtle pressure, meaning, okay, we tag you, Lamar. Now you will get to see what other teams think of you. And because you're not going to get the feedback that you want, we're going to end up signing you. But I say this, seeing how Lamar moves, Lamar is one of those players when a lot of times we see players and their uh, bluff gets called by Mm -hmm. an organization. Lamar, to me, is someone who will call the Ravens bluff. He will sit out. They're going to tag him, one. Two, I don't think he plays on that tag. Three, I think he ends up getting traded because I just don't feel they're going to pay him what he has earned. I'm not even going to say what he's worth, what Mm -hmm. he has earned. We have seen what happens with the Ravens when Lamar is not there. And if you're expecting – for any rookie or someone else to do what Lamar has done, you're sadly mistaken, right? Lamar, people can say running and oh, how long and this. Is, listen, Lamar got hurt this year in the pocket. He wasn't scrambling. He oh, wasn't. Last two years, he got hurt in the pocket. In the pocket, right? That's where he's gotten hurt. So. Please don't say he has a durability issue. The injury he suffered this year was he 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 failed. Well, he was sacked, failed, you uh PCL injury. That's not a durability uh situation. Last year, ankle, that's not a durability situation. Lamar has an MVP. He clearly changes the dynamic as one player in a team sport. Uh he changes the dynamic and the ability of that team. And again, you don't see a whole lot of Lamar Jacksons walking around uh, every day. The Ravens, to me, are going to make a decision that we will talk about for the next three to five years because they're going to think their system is greater than the player 
that's in the system. And to me, that's going to be detrimental. I'm all for Lamar fighting for his value, mm-hmm. uh, fighting for his worth. Clearly, he's smart enough and has advisors around him that are helping him with uh, contract language and going back and forth. And I think it's hit a point now where he's looking at the Ravens like, what else do I have to do? If this was any other organization, Lamar would have been paid a lot earlier or Mm -hmm. there would be a back and forth. It's like, we're going to pay you. Um, it doesn't matter what you say about the Cleveland Browns. Lamar is, to me, a 45 $48, 50000000 million per year player, hands down. He's too dynamic of a player. You can't 30, – 30, I think the contract right now, one of them is 32 to 33 and the other is 38. That's disrespectful to Lamar. No. He's he, he's much like I said, walking in the door. If you ain't talking about 45 starting off, we ain't mm-hmm. got nothing. This is true. Again, because you got people that have way less of a, a, I guess you can say, accomplished career getting more money. Yeah. When you take Kyler Murray, for instance, I mean, Kyler Murray's getting way more money than they're offering him in the moment, and he ain't done anything. I mean, he played one playoff game, and it was a disaster. Yes. <laughs> it was a yes. disaster. And you, would, you could argue that it's been a disaster in Arizona since he's been there. And they, and they largely putting their blame on him as being, I guess you can say, difficult to deal with. You know, being quirky is the word they yeah. use for for him is in a sense. So, yeah. So I, again, pay me what I'm worth. I mean, you don't. Somebody will, because I promise you, somebody's chomping at the bit waiting for them to call and say, "Hey, give me your first rounder and and, and whatever else for for Lamar services, and we'll trade them to you right now, and they'll make the deal." And they'll and they'll all, and they'll follow right up with they'll follow right up with the with the contract guaranteed in in, in full to what he wants. Don't let him get to Miami. You're talking about a four by one hundred relay team. Listen, listen, hold on, time out. <laughs> time out, time out. Oh, hold, uh, hold, the oh, uh, hold the phone. Hold the phone. Hold the phone. Flag on the play. Let me clutch my pearls on this. Listen, flag on the play. There's no this this. Chillish, ignorant, churlish. It's insubordinate. That's insubordinate. Insubordinate. Abusive and truculent. <laughs> Listen, you will not. You will not let the the hundred minute relay team play football in the NFL. Okay. You would no. not put this. You would not put on the field Lamar Jackson, Tyreek yep. Hill, Jalen yep. Waddle, and whatever yep. tight end you would have put it on the field mm. with this. With and Moster, Moster, like you yeah. mean to tell me your your four your starters on offense run a sub four three? They, they look. You're talking about ten two guys in the hundred, right? And you need to tell me that Mike McDaniel, who's who's clearly everybody has is tagged as an offensive genius. Yeah. On top of the fact that you got Brian, you got Brian, not Brian Flores, but uh, Vic Fangio as yep. your defensive coordinator now. Yep. Uh, you mean to tell me that that's uh, not going to work? I think I think not. <laughs> Don't let it happen. Look, listen, if we listen. see it pop up, breaking listen. news, Lamar Jackson's in Miami. Only thing that's going to save that is this, the fact that Miami had to forfeit their first-round pick. If they had a first-round pick this year, they'd be in play. But they don't have a first-round pick this year. Yeah, Don't, there's only things screwing it, like because you're not you're not going to sell them a, a future first round pick in Tua for Lamar Jackson service. You're not going to sell that to him. Now, when people have going off you multiple firsts, 
and yeah. a player for say hypothetically Atlanta comes in and say I'll give you our first pick round pick this year and next year and Desmond Ritter right mm. now. Mm. I think yeah, you got Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota. Atlanta wouldn't be bad either. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. You know Lamar clearly has an affinity for tight ends. He does. He's a young up and coming tight end. Drake London. That makes he, a lot of sense. He go get yourself another receiver. He in business, and he had, and to be honest with you, he had two more better receivers than he did in Baltimore right now. Yes, <laughs> so, so yes. you already better. You already better off. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. already better off. Yeah. So yeah, that make, it makes a lot of sense too. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would like to believe they would trade him to the NFC. I don't think they want to see him in AFC at all if they have to trade him away. Um, no. Carolina is a, is yeah. a landing yeah. zone. Carolina is a landing zone too. We talking about DJ Moore, you know, and company. Terrence Chua Hubbard, Terrence Marshall. You yep. know, so that that's a that's a that's a that's a landing zone too. So this somebody needs a quarterback. Um, hell, I mean, if I'm the Packers, I make the phone call too. And you, know? you got young receivers, strong yeah. running back, mm-hmm. backfield, great defense, defense. yeah, yep. great defense, yeah. So yeah, yep. Mike Matt Lafleur, you know, another offensive genius coach. So you don't every place he goes, he had an offensive coach that's going to coach him. Yeah. So yeah, hey man, you make the call, make the call, yeah. but. I, I know. I, I would like to. Be, I would like to hope, you know, because you know, I, I have, I have, you know, uh, a soft spot in my heart for the Ravens. You know, Ray Lewis is my guy, right? Yeah. I hope that they get this right. You know, hope I want to see Lamar be a Raven, but yeah. don't play with the money. Just don't play no. with the money. Hey, with you got to realize that the league is is pivoted. It's it's a league now which you have to honestly have a franchise quarterback to be successful. Yes, yes, without a doubt. I mean, so, and when you have a top tier young player, mm-hmm. you know, he's a uh, he's. He's younger than Joe Burrow. Right. He's been five years in the league. Come I'm on. Saying. And then look at it like this. You you're gonna be you're gonna be playing second to third fiddle to everybody in a in a division because you got Joe Burrow's gonna be your number one guy that's gonna that's gonna give you problems. That's twice a year. You got Des, Deshaun Watson, who should be better this coming yeah. season. And Kenny Pickett is not it's not it's not, you know, garbage. He's not yeah. top liver. So yeah, so that that you gotta look at it like depending on who you have a quarterback, you could be playing, you know, we had the fourth best quarterback in the division. Don't no, listen. Don't walk into this season thinking Huntley is your. Oh, uh, that's 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 a mistake. That's a travesty. Duct tape yeah. quarterback. Nah, yeah, don't do don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. So no. we'll see. We'll see. But I, I hope that uh, I, my my personal take is I hope that hope that the Ravens can work it out. Don't franchise yeah. them. Don't play that game because I don't think I think he'll play hardball with that. Yeah. But you know, hardball, hardball. That's funny. But uh, but I think that if he gets traded, then it'll be it'll be in, to his benefit. Like I don't, I, no matter where he goes, mm-hmm. unless you trade him to the Jets, because I don't know what that's going to look like. But that's the one place I don't see a good fit for him. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. But again, that's AFC teams. So I like to believe that they don't want to see him. You know, once a year. So I, no, I, I, not I with the Jets defense. No, no, not at all. Not with the receivers. You talking about? You talking about? You talking about Gary Wilson? Gary Wilson yeah. and, and uh, Elijah Moore and them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Derek Carr real quick. Um, you yeah. know, he's now a free agent. He decided to uh, move on and, and get released from the uh, Raiders. Uh, I, I, you know, we can talk about that about how dirty they did him, in my opinion. But you yeah. know, that's a whole not a whole podcast. We can talk about that. But what do you feel like his landing zone is going to be? Oh man, uh, he so he's visited the Jets. I see that as very strong fit yeah. for him. Uh, and what they do, right? Like you said, like we said, uh, Garrett Wilson, uh, Corey Davis, you know, Elijah Moore. To mm-hmm. me, that's a very, you know, uh, seasoned vet coming into that situation. To yep. me, that's a good fit. 
Carolina, to me, is a very uh, a good fit with uh, a DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall, you know, the running back um, situation. Atlanta could be a, a, a good place, but I think they want to give the 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 the, the, the reins to Desmond. So okay. I, I I think they want to hold off in that situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but those are my top two teams. Uh, looking at what Derek Carr is strong in doing mm-hmm. and what teams are available to me, if I'm Derek Carr, I just go ahead and sign with the Jets <clears throat> as long as it's honorable mm-hmm. sign with the Jets you're going to have a, a great defense right mm-hmm. he to me has the perfect temperament for playing in New York in New York that right yeah. he, he has that he can handle the media mm-hmm. very strong nucleus uh calming uh personality uh he gets there he can make all the throws he yep. will have a strong number one in Garrett Wilson. We've we've seen what happens when Derek Carr, outside of this year, when he was with Amari Cooper, he was you know that one season he was an MVP. Twenty sixteen until he got hurt. Yep. Yeah, until he got hurt. Um, they do have a good tight end there, so he's been mm-hmm. very dominant with the tight end. The running back is coming back, so they have everything to make uh, Derek Carr's. Uh, um, indoctrination into that team successful. And again, the Jets have a dominant, dominant defense. Yeah. They hit on their picks. Mm-hmm. I think to me, if I had to rate to rank them, I say number one, um, the Jets, number okay. two, uh, the Carolina, number three, Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. You didn't say the Saints at all. I'm interested in that because you did have a long meeting with them. Yeah, uh, I, I, I see the Saints solid. I think it's uh, a good play. But, again, you're going to a place where the co- the coaches' defense have minded, right? Mm-hmm. Well, same thing with the Jets. But, yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I definitely understand yeah. what you're saying. So the Saints, again, you couldn't go bad there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think, uh, like I said, to me, it's Jets. You know what? I'll take Tampa Bay out and put New Orleans Saints there because they do have a very dominant defense, a very mm. sneaky dominant defense. Yeah, they do. Uh, you have Michael Thomas. You have Chris Olave. Mm. Uh, you have Kamar uh, Alvin. There. Assuming, he don't, assuming he don't get locked up, but go ahead. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn it. There it is. Yeah, yeah Mark Ingram ain't, ain't it. Uh, he, ain't, he ain't the same. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't the same, though. Yeah. But yeah, um, the Saints number three. But if I'm telling you, I just to me, I get the warm and fuzzies with Derek Carr going mm-hmm. to the Jets. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> I mean, yeah, New York is a good place. The uh, only thing that scares me about New York is that you, if you have to wait the the Panthers versus the Jets, uh, NFC versus AFC, because you gotta realize that you got to go through Mahomes, Allen, you know, potentially Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. You got to go through a lot of. You know, that's a Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, Jackson, Herbert. That's five quarterbacks you got to go go through in order to make it. But you don't have that type of competition in the NFC. That's the only thing I think that he might it might be sticking his mind that hey, I might I might be better off going to the NFC with Frank Wright and uh and and those boys to let yeah. me you know let it make, make my life easier because I mean they they got weapons. Frank Wright is a great offensive play caller. You know they got Evero as as a uh, as a defensive coordinator that came from uh, the Broncos. Shout out to Richard in the building. He 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 popped it at the right time. So Rich, I um, hate your face. 
<laughs> you got a face made for a dark, dark room with a, behind a locked door. Oh, man. So, yeah. So I would say that if he goes to Carolina, that, that's an easier road for him in regards oh, definitely. to, definitely. you know, in that division too. Yeah, oh. exactly. The division is made to win. Like you get Derek Carr, they all might be the favorite to win that division right now. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Right now. So, you know, Tom's gone. You know, the Saints don't have a quarterback and neither do Atlanta. You know, we Desmond Ridder's unproven and assuming they don't draft one. They may draft one. Who knows? I don't know. Because Desmond Ridder's a third round pick. So who knows with uh <laughs> oh, oh man. Y'all are funny. Anyway, yeah. but like I said, yeah, I think the division is theirs. But if you walk if he walks in the door, you know, automatically uh you got division uh title in the hand as long as you handle business and you automatically got a playoff bid walk walking in. I think that's yep. that's a given. You ain't got to, like I said, you ain't got to fight Josh almost, Allen. I mean, what yeah, they came almost the yeah. game. one game, one game. Yeah. Yeah. One game away. So I believe that you walking into the playoffs right then and there, the moment you walk in the door. So I think that Carolina makes a lot of sense. You know, like I said, you, the staff is excellent. You got Don yep. Capers and Jim Caldwell as advisors on top of yep. Evero and Caldwell being the offensive minds and defense minds on each side. I think, mm-hmm. and the defense is already ready. Like the defense is, is yep. solid. So yeah. they get them mess around, get themselves another receiver or, or a solid running back. I really believe that you know uh, it is definitely made for him to uh, to flourish. And like Very I said, you, you know, because think about it like this: I mean, what quarterback if if Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay, what quarterback did he really have to deal with outside of Jalen Hurts? Nobody, nobody. You need to tell me if I got to deal with Dak Prescott and, and Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith and Kyler Murray over Mahomes and at Allen and Burrow and Jackson and Herbert. I'll yeah. take I'll take Carolina. I jump at that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rich, I think he's the perfect fit for the Jets as well. But like, just just tell argument. I think that the road is easier in Carolina. The road is easier because you don't got to go through the gauntlet of quarterbacks in the AFC. You know, no. that's the only thing that, to me that the sticking point. So if if it, if the money's the same, if the Jets and the in the Panthers offering the same exact money, I would I go, go to Carolina. Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. go to Carolina. Now, if the if the if the if the Jets roll out, you know, fifty million dollars. And, and and the Panthers only got twenty. Then that's right. C-A-R-R. Cut the check. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Mister Cut the Check. <laughs> yep. This yeah, episode is going to be called Cut the Check. There it is. There it is. So yeah, we'll see what happens, man. But uh, you know, his brother said it's going to be a long process, so uh, we don't know exactly where, the, where he's leaning yet. But he's had meetings. He's yeah. had pro- productive meetings with. Yeah. Yes. With uh, with the staff. So, yeah, yes. we'll see how it goes. Okay, I'll see how it goes. So, last topic of the day. Yeah. We're going to talk about uh, Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. So, uh, Eric Bieniemy made a curious decision um, in regards to uh, his coaching future. Um, he is uh, left uh, Kansas City where he just won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a job to be the uh, offensive coordinator and play caller assistant head coach uh, for the Washington Commanders. Yes. So, uh, you know, it's a lot to discuss in this in this topic uh, in, in, in different avenues. But um, what I want to drill in on the idea of, you know, what Eric Bieniemy has gone through in a sense um, in his, in his uh, coaching uh, career in the last uh, five years. And, yeah. and, and you know, in his in his, in his meteoric rise and stay with uh, Patrick Holmes and Andy Reid, yeah. So, um, yeah, and Rich, I vehemently disagree, and we're we, we're going to tell you why in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm I'm gonna go first. So, <laughs> I got something to get off my chest. <laughs> so, okay. So, 
looking at the optics of the whole situation, right? You say that uh, Eric Bieniemy has been interviewed seventeen times, um, four head coaching jobs, twice with the Jets, in six, I think sixteen teams, twice with the Jets, right? So I mean, seventeen interviews, and hadn't been offered a head coaching job, right? Um, there's, you know, there's multitudes of of statistics of of exactly why, you know, he isn't a head coach versus other people have getting had gotten jobs, right? Yep. One glaring thing that people aren't widely talking about is that I think that it's a, and I think up to about 17 different coaches have been hired ahead of him. And, and, and this is five year span from the, from the time that they won their first Super Bowl or excuse me, the time when Holmes first started a game with the Chiefs yep. to now. 17 different head coaches have been hired and nine have been fired already. Mm. So while Eric Bienemy was, you know, coaching Patrick Holmes, winning Super Bowls, you know, getting to consecutive AFC title games and just that in the third. Uh, he these coaches that were hired ahead of him and were, half of them, I believe, were subsequently fired yeah. uh, in that short time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so when it gets down to the idea of why Eric Bieniemy has to take a lateral in, and be, a lot of people won't, don't want to call it a lateral because he's getting more responsibility, air quote, you know, and the whole idea is he's running the whole entire offense and he's got more money and things of that nature. Uh, I'm, I'm here to tell you, all situations and all jobs aren't, aren't good jobs. Right. Just because people throw a lot of money at you and give you, air quote, more responsibility does not make it a good situation for you. Nope. It does not. Because you got to look at it from this perspective. The Washington Commanders are going to be sold here soon. Daniel Snyder is planning to sell a team. That's yep. problem one. Ron Rivera, in my book, is on the hot seat, regardless of who the ownership is, yep. to win, right? They have no quarterback Nope. as of right now. And they, they don't have a prospect to get in and high enough draft capital to get a franchise quarterback at this moment either. Nope. So, again, all jobs aren't good jobs. You Chasing money or chasing opportunity to, quote, unquote, prove yourself isn't always the best situation or best solution to your problem, right? Nope. Because I feel like that it's almost like he felt like because, you know, a lot of jobs have been filled up already and he was trying his best to get a head coaching opportunity. And the fact that he was still coaching kind of hurt him. And on top of the fact that he was, you know, wasn't really committed to making a decision on his future until he was done coaching, which ultimately led him to another Super Bowl ring, which we, right. nobody could fault him for. No. You know, I feel like that he's the person that if you work for, let's say a, a, a retail company and they, you were hired as a manager, right? Right. You were, they said, well, we'll hire you as a manager, but we're going to give you our worst area. You know, I'm, I, you know, it's, it's riddled with crime. It's, yep. it, it's, it's low sales. You know, the workers quit after two weeks, you know, you need a security escort to get in and out of the facility kind of thing. But and that's the only way you're going to be hired as, as, as a manager. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm okay because if that's all you have, then I'm okay. I, I'm 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 going to bet on myself, in yeah. a sense, you know. Yeah. Because I'm gonna be frank and I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't believe that him taking this job is going to do anything better for him than it had than him coaching in Kansas City. No, I don't think it's going to do anything anything better for him. In all honesty, you know, because again, him, you know, what does he call plays? Andy said he calls plays. Some people say he don't. Uh, you know, they say because Andy Reid is the curator of everything and, and he's just going along for the ride. Patrick Holmes sings his praises, so does Travis Kelsey. So who knows what goes on in the in the closed doors? Because it, you, you know, we're not privy to it. We're not privy to it. But if nothing else, 
if if other coaches that have been under Andy Reid have, uh, you know, at least absorbed what Andy Reid has done and gone through, you know, and and allow for them to flourish, your Doug Petersons, your Matt Nagy's, you know, right. your Nick Sirianni's, you know, people that have been under him in the past have at least, you know, not been the the curator of things, but they've absorbed enough to get whole coaching jobs. Why can't Eric Bieniemy get a coaching job? Exactly. So again, you know, the the issue is. And, and and let's just be clear about it. The issue is politics. It's not just it's not just color. It's politics. Yeah, yeah. Be- because yeah. you have to understand that it's not being a head coach is not of a, of a franchise of a billion dollar franchise. It's not just about. It's not just about you know X's and O's coaching players and getting the best out of players. It's also fundraising, shaking yeah. hands, kissing babies, and things of that yeah. nature. And when people are making million and billion dollar decisions, mm-hmm. they tend to lean on people that they're more comfortable with, and yeah. that's people that, that look just like them. In all, yeah. in, in all honesty, in all, in all, in all fairness, it, it it really is. Because mm-hmm. when you have to make a decision between two guys, you know whether he's you know more experienced or less, at least experienced, what it all boils down to is that can this guy generate money for me? Can he shake hands in these rooms and these guys be comfortable with giving me money and sponsoring my franchise? You know, based upon who he is, right? It's it's deeper. Is and the words of Rick Ross is deeper than rap. Mm. It's deeper than rap. It's True. it's deeper than it's deeper than whether or not he can make my franchise successful. Can he win me games? Can he possibly bring me a Super Bowl? It's about the underlying money in the bottom dollar and what my bottom line is going to be. Yep. And understanding yep. that this is what it this is what it is, and this is why there are so many, uh, you know, white head coaches versus black. Yeah. This is why so many, there are very few minority coaches in there. The majority of these head coaches are white because of what they have to do on top of the fact that they're coaching your football team. You know, yeah, I can be a leader of men. Yeah, I can, I can, I can bring an innovative offense. Yes, I can win games. But how much money am I generating? You know, when that franchise does not care as much about that because we're well off and we're we're more about the success of the team and we're about their players. You're right. Pittsburgh, for instance, then right. it's, it's a whole different conversation with the Roonies. Yeah. But but when you're Jerry Jones, you, you you're more worried about your bottom dollar. And when I get into these political fundraisers, you know, much like the pol- politicians do, you know, who who who's shaking hands and kissing babies that's leading my franchise? Yeah, who's who's driving that bottom line, which is the dollar? Who's continuing to, um, as you said, Jerry Jones? make me one of the, if not number one, one of the top two branded uh, sports organizations uh, around, right? The stars recognized everywhere. So yep. how can you keep my brand growing? So, yeah, to your point, it's, it's, it's not just about football. It, yeah. You know, it's, it's more than that. So, yeah. Yeah. So yet again, you know, it's not about whether or not he's a horrible interview, Rich. It's not about that. It's not about his abilities, because let's be honest, there's been quite a few coaches that have horrible interview skills and horrible, in, horrible press conferences and horrible uh, moments in, in life, you know, that, they, that they've hired on, you know, outside of Airbnb. So it has nothing to do with that. It has yeah. everything to do with the, the amount of money that they can generate. And there's some people that support these organizations. And I said this, go back to my look at my podcast 100. I said this in, in great detail. It's about 
how much money can this coach and, how, and what he looks like can generate my franchise outside of winning football games? If he can, if he can be a certain, if he can look a certain way and still generate me money, I go with that over the person that's more controversial to my fundraisers. Because to some people's core is subconscious. They're just a little bit, I guess you can say, taken aback by certain people and how they look and the optics of who they are and whether or not I'm going to donate money to this franchise. Can, 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 just can, have a job. can he get us, can he come out on a golf course and uh, solicit a laugh? Does he play golf? Yes. Does he play golf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can he get out on the golf course and make a joke drinking a dry martini and uh, get some handshake deals uh, to to sell out more of the uh, sky boxes. Can he do that for the organization? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that that's where it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. And unfortunately, because I'll be honest with you, you know, I've seen, I've seen, I've listened to Urban Enemy, and I've seen him talk. You know, in certain, you know, I guess you can say lower level media interviews and things of that nature, especially yeah. after the Super Bowl, a lot of people interviewed him. There weren't, you know, your your Adam Schefter's or your Ian Rappaport's, you know, these big name guys, that they, you know, smaller market guys, Kansas City, local papers and things of that nature have interviewed Eric. And Eric is, a, is, is an authentic person. Like he's 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 a, he's a black man. He's a black yeah. man. And he doesn't and he doesn't apologize or or or, or shy away from who he is. He is yep. who he is. And, and you accept it or you don't. But regardless he, what he's not going to do is be inauthentic to himself in order to get a job, and that's where it boiled down to. But yet again, you know, the fact that he had to take a job that's very uncertain. And let's be honest. Let's let's look at the commander job as a whole. Let's say the ownership changes and they want to clean house because that happens often. No, Broncos just did it. That the Broncos that's just did it. They, they cleaned house mid season. They got rid of Hackett and everybody else, and they got a whole new coaching regime. Right? Yeah, that's not uh, you said. Change owners. Be enemies. Not my guy. Right. He's not the person I want to see take my organization in a certain direction. So, yeah, like you said, you know they're being sold. Yeah. So if you come in and all of, a, all of a sudden they want to get rid of everybody, he's out of a job now. And I strongly believe if they can get him out the NFL, he won't get back in. That's a good point. Unless somebody like Andy Reid hires him back. And that's what, again, it would take somebody like that to get him back in the league. I just, look, the optics of it. Hell, um, let, let him walk. I bet you Mike Tomlin hire tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It would take a Tomlin. it take a Andy Reid. Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles. Yeah, to, to, to get him. But this, listen, I'm just tired of seeing coaches – have to go into almost non-winnable circumstances. And then that is justified of why the opportunities aren't what they are. Right. You don't, you, you very rarely see certain coaches go into situations with the credentials of these coaches go into situations where the cupboard is absolute. Matter of fact, it's not even a cupboard there. D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan taking that Texan job. I wish he would have took the different job because it would have been a much better situation. Yes. Because taking the Texan job is, is a four- to five-year rebuild process. And if you're not going to give him that long 10 in the pole, they, they let him do that and rebuild it the way he wants to rebuild it, it's not going to work. Yeah, because we've seen what they've done. The last two coaches have basically been on one-year uh, contracts. They mm-hmm. didn't those coaches anything any legs to stand on be successful any legs stand on they didn't support them at all 
No. And and seeing what the enemy, you know, listening to what we listened listened to earlier, um, I just didn't. You can have your opinion, but I mm-hmm. don't like it because it doesn't matter. We've seen coaches who are from the tree get hired, and they're not a play caller. They're not commanding anything in the in the the, nope. the meeting rooms. Right. We saw um, I can't remember his name, but was a special teams coordinator and became a head coach. Yeah. Dan Campbell, to his credit, Dan Campbell's a tight ends coach. He got a head coaching job. Yes. I mean, look at look at the optics of this. And we and we we can we can wrap this up in, in, in a nice, you know, set of circumstances right here. Right. Eric B. is faced in the Super Bowl, if nothing else, in the Super Bowl. In the last yes. three Super Bowls, he's he's been in every every opposing coordinator he's faced has got a head coaching job. And if I'm if my memory serves me, five years mm-hmm. AFC championship mm-hmm. every time. Yeah, three Super Bowl appearances, mm-hmm. one two. Yep. If you give that resume. I would argue that nobody that he's gone against or faced in the last five years has that same resume. He's got a head coaching job. And two coordinators that he beat, yeah. the team beat, both got to go. Eight hours were hired. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and Steichen were, were hired within 48 hours after the Super Bowl, after they lost it. Yeah. You couldn't give this resume to someone else. And you don't see their door being knocked down in a Brinks truck again. You put a you put a blind resume up and put Eric Bieniemy's credentials up against anybody else that's been hired in the last five years. Eric Bieniemy was a walk off for selection. Yeah, just just because he's in the 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 ecosystem of Andy Reid, yeah. there's going to be. Uh, situations where he gets hired because they're like, wait a minute, he's been he's been mentored by Andy Reid oh, for five. I got years. one better than this. Let the let the Kansas City Chiefs have any level of success with Matt Nagy as being a coordinator next year. I promise you, Matt Nagy will get a job. Write it down, put a pen in it, mark it, February twenty first, two thousand twenty three. Let the Kansas City Chiefs go back to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Let's see how long it takes before to get a job. And he's been a failed head coach already. He he had a chance at the Bears and failed. Yes, yes, yes. I just don't see it working well because again, it's going to justify if he does not do a miraculous job at mm. Washington. Listen, no, 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 no. I'm not even going to let you do that. I'm going to say this right now. I don't give a damn if he takes the Washington Commanders to the Super Bowl. He will not get a head coaching job based upon the optics. No. No, and, and and the reason why I'm saying he has to do a miraculous job to even get a hint of kudos. If if they go eight and eight, not whatever the record, yeah. If they do anything like that, he, it's going to people, be a knock. Yeah, to people are going to suspect that, um, from the gate. They're going to suspect a high level of success like the Kansas Chiefs had 
as if they didn't build that for years. Like it took them yeah. years to get to the point where they had a the staff and the quarterback that they needed. The moment, mainly the quarterback having a generational talent like Kyle Patrick Mahomes changed a lot of that for that have team. Having a generational talent like Kelsey and Hill exactly great a great deal. So yeah, so short of that. Him not having none of that. Let's be honest. He ain't got no Tyreek Hill. He don't have any Travis Kelsey. He damn, he damn sure got a Patrick Mahomes. And yeah. and they're going to expect Kansas City level success despite his his personnel. Listen, and again, he still won't get a head coaching job because of that. Still, because I, I just see it. You don't, you have the cupboard is bare as quarterback situation there. Yeah. If he does not turn the world upside down at Washington, then mm-hmm. we're going to hear this whole narrative. It's going to be, well, this shows that Eric being me, this is why he didn't get the head coaching job. This exactly. is why he has, the, it's going to be all that narrative and it's going to be spin. It's going to be, they're going to spin it in a way that's mm-hmm. just going to be the same situation with Houston Texans and the last two coaches. Right. Right. It's, Going to be the same narrative and everything that we've heard which is i agree with you is bs mm-hmm. with what they're saying about being me it's going to justify why he's not a head coach so i just wish listen, this is a situation i just wish him the best because i really do i mean i, I hope i hope that i hope that he wins just so people can knock him but again i still don't i don't give a damn again if he don't if he goes to the super bowl and wins two with sam howe Win the Super Bowl with Sam Howell. And he still won't get any more credit or more to do or more accolades or more uh, or, or a flat-out promotion because of that. I, I don't see it happening. Because they'll find a way, they'll find a way to put it on something else. They say, well, Ron Rivera's defense or or Ron Rivera's leadership, things of that nature. It won't give him the credit that he's due. And that's the ultimate it. problem that I have with situations like that, that we the, we shouldn't have to go into situations where we have to do this whole mm-hmm. building of the world to be, to to justify get a little bit of recognition to get a little bit of recognition we it's shouldn't the, have to it's go the into it's the Charlie Brown football moving the goalpost scenario oh 100% i hold the football you come up to kick it i take the football away every time every time it's you like why are you not kicking the football exactly and every time you kick a field goal I move the goalposts. I, I say it's 50 yards, but when you kick it, it's 60. Yeah. I ain't got nothing else to say about it. That's it. So, support to, to, the, to the naysayers of people to say that Eric Bienemy is the problem, it's not a problem. It's bigger than Eric Bienemy. Yeah. It's bigger than Eric Bienemy. You know, because you can't sit here and tell me, because this is the last thing I want to say about that. You can't sit here and tell me that he's a, he's a misfit of some sort when. It, Andy Reid has had him on the staff for, for six, seven years. Yeah, yeah. If, if he was such a problem for players, because that, that goes back to the whole LaShawn McCoy beef that he has with Eric Bieniemy. Oh, he dogging the players out. Yeah, listen, <laughs> nobody else has a problem with 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 Eric Bieniemy but you, LaShawn. And I think that has something to do with the fact that LaShawn would do wasn't 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 grasping the idea that he was declining as a player and he wasn't the same guy and Eric benched him because he wasn't being productive. So I think that he, I think he took that personal and wanted to take shots at him. So he has an axe to grind with Eric Bieniemy, from my perspective. 
So I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he 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 would he had that Russell Westbrook syndrome. He didn't want to accept that he was coming a different player. So he wanted he wanted to be the man. He wanted to get all these carries and and be the and be the shining star in the team when Patrick Mahomes was clearly already that star. Yeah, he wasn't that guy anymore. He wasn't that guy anymore. So he he he's upset. Although he got two rings on on Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady's back, he wasn't a guy. He had four hundred yards in that season that he played with the Chiefs, and he had a hundred yards with the Bucks whole season. You haven't heard one player, current or who's left the Chiefs, bad mouth mouth either about being none. Even even being shady, you haven't heard them throw shade at being me. But just because the man is standing on who he is and saying, if you want me, this is what you're going to get. This is how I coach. This is the way I see things. And this is how I do things. That's not a bad interview. It's just mm-hmm. I'm not selling myself to do something, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just wish him well. I, I hope it works out for him for no other reason than, like you said, mm-hmm. the naysayers can stop chirping, right? So there yeah. it is. Yeah, I agree, BC. Like I said, I, I hope that he thrives, but yet again, you know, it's just a bad situation. And the fact that he had to take this bad situation to even get an opportunity to try to further his career, it's just ridiculous. You know, I got to leave a, a a nice, comfortable job and go co- go coach or, or go to another area to 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 upbring that from the depths of nothing. Like they're in the bottom tier, and I got to bring them all the way up to prominence even to get an idea, get a look to be a head coach. But yet again, I still think it's a false narrative because I feel like no matter what he does, they're not going to want to hire him because based upon who he is, and he's genuinely him, and he's not going to change for anybody. Yeah. If you really want to prove that you are a great construction builder, go build the same house on seeking sand. And right. if you can do that, then we'll say build, build this house with no foundation, and then we'll then we'll give you a shot with no concrete. No concrete. That's right. Mm-hmm. And keep it standing. Yeah. In Hurricane Alley. Hurricane Alley. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Build build this house. Build this house right before this tornado hits, and and, and if it stands, we'll let you have a job. I didn't know how stand stand in that uh, category four tornado. What? Right. right. You. You I thought you. I thought you were the best. I thought <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Y'all, your house can't withstand that flood. Right. Oh, oh we can't. We can't. We can't, we can't. We can't deal with your company. We can't deal. We can't do business with you. How yeah. dare you? Moving the goalposts, like you said. Yes. Yes. Moving the goalposts. I think he gets MVP. Then we know the NFL is so shutting. We're going, we just gonna shut down. <laughs> like we gonna yeah. find yeah. something else to do. <laughs> like, yeah. If, 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 MVP, right? We know. Yeah. The NFL has become officially rigged. Everybody's right. on PEDs. Yes. And eating mushrooms and doing dark therapy with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Right. That's the only yeah, I'm very surprised that he he took the, the Washington job with the uncertainty because it was it was still coordinator jobs out there. He could have took laterals four and been to me yeah. been a better situation. You yeah. know, I mean Arizona hell, that was even a better situation to coach with Gannon because Gannon's a defensive guy. He would have the whole office of Kyler. That's a better situation. Now Kyler's quirky and all this jazz, but yet again, he's that's a bet. You get, at least you got a quarterback. You got a quarterback, a couple of receivers. You got Hollywood Brown. You got you know uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So you know Zach Ertz tight end. You know you got it. You got this situation. Man. So, I don't know. I I, I would of all things, I would have taken the commander's job. You know, I understand. I mean, you know, it, I don't know. 
I don't know. Yeah. Because like I said, he could walk in today or tomorrow and the commanders are sold and the, and the ownership said, well, you know what? I think we want to go in a different direction. We want to bring in some coaches from college. You know? Yeah. We didn't sign you, so we're not going to keep you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, granted, they don't have to pay that salary because he got a he got a he got a he got a long term deal, but still, he won't be coaching. They pay you go away. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Maybe Dion will bring him back at Colorado if that would <laughs> be crazy. Yeah. That'll be crazy. That'll yeah. be crazy. So yeah, I don't know, man. But I, I I don't I don't think there was a very bad decision, and I think he was forced to make the decision. Um, but I think he's again, I think he's he's fighting a losing battle. In all honesty, I really think that he's trying to do everything he possibly can in order to get a head coaching job. And it just honestly, truly just not, it's not going to happen for him because of who he is. And it yep. shouldn't ever be that way. If you can coach, you have the ability and you have the resume, then you should get a job nine, 10 times out of 10. Yep. But, you know, but yet again, it's just, again, it's what I underscored earlier. It's about the fact that you have to not only coach football and, and galvanize players. You also gotta shake hands, kiss babies, and and, and play politics and, and make money. And these closed oh, banquet, black tie events, parties, cabarets, everything that that you so, know, soirees, soirees, everything, yeah. house parties, whatever. You gotta have dinners with 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 hobnob, hobnob, and and, and bump and rub elbows with millionaires. And you know, if you're not, if you don't, think, if they don't believe have the belief in that guy that they, that you're gonna be able to bring them millions of dollars in in revenue, then they're gonna be shy about it about hiring you and again if you're unapologetically whoever you are whatever race you are then if that doesn't fit the with the mode of what they want in their organization they're not gonna hire you yeah yeah well, you know go in there and talk to biff for yeah. us talk right to biff. Yeah, yeah biff 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 got a hundred million dollars endorsements waiting for us can you can you make that happen for me he's gonna he's gonna build the west swing of the stadium we need right. to close the deal right yeah all right there it is, man. There it is. So we appreciate everybody coming through, man. You know, we're a little long winded today because we got a little, little, uh, a little up in, uh, up in, uh, up in we arms over Eric, a little up in arms about Eric Bieniemy situation. But, uh, but yeah, man. As always, man. We hear each and every Tuesday, man. Nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Uh, replay for this on every platform. This did you get your podcast from at eleven AM on Wednesdays? Share it. Like, comment, share. subscribe, share, and share. Like, let know everybody we out here. And we'll be back next week for more content talking about more NBA and NFL. We have more NBA news to talk about because the games will be back on. Thank goodness. Can't wait for that. So, yeah. We'll be back next week as always. Appreciate BC. Uh, appreciate uh, uh, Rich and everybody for coming through, man. And uh, we'll check you out next week. Wild West Pockets tomorrow night, 730. And 30-minute uh, lockdown on Thursday mornings at 11 a.m. So, in the meantime, between time, that's Coach Kurt. I'm Coach Defense. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.